Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Welcome back to Beyond Your Best Plan. We're so excited to be here with you on this new episode called Where Is Your Weight Coming From? I'm here with Sarah and Whitney. A couple of Fabulous Five sisters aren't here today, and that's okay. We can handle it, but we will miss them as well. I'm especially excited about where your weight is coming from because being in the healing world, I know that oftentimes that we hide things in our body and that shows up in one form or another. And oftentimes it's with weight. If you have experienced a trauma in your life that you haven't faced and moved through, if you're fearful or scared or anxious or sad, there's all kinds of things that get stuck in your body and your body naturally tries to protect you. So it creates weight on your body. So from my perspective, I'm really excited about talking about where's your weight coming from. And we're talking about the weight that you're carrying. That could be the weight on your shoulders or it could be the weight in your body especially with COVID, you know, over the past year, we have seen and heard from my friends, at least that they've put on the COVID-19, not the college 19 or freshman 19 or whatever they put on the COVID-19 and some say 20, some say 29 and some say even more, you know, uh, because what COVID has done for us or with us is that it's brought up our fears and it's either we're facing it or we're bearing it more. So can't wait to hear what Sarah and Whitney have to share with you as well. And what you have to share with us when you listen in and comment on our podcast and on our Facebook page, we can't wait for you to share your thoughts as well. So what do you think Whitney and Sarah, what are your thoughts about where your weight is coming from? So I'm going to say, fortunately, I have no COVID-19, no COVID-20, no COVID anything. I have a COVID negative three, yes. I think. So I, <laughs> I am, I released a couple of pounds in the midst of this, but definitely this is a subject that has been a, an ongoing one for me far back as I can remember, probably good 40 years. There's some dispute in my family between my mother and I. My father is no longer with us in this earthly realm, but his recollection is a little different than mine of the first time I was aware of my weight. And I was about 12 years old. And I think I've shared this story before. I, we were out clothes shopping and I wanted this jumpsuit. There, there was this denim jumpsuit and I wanted the jumpsuit and they, um, the store only had one size left and it was a little snug. 
And my parents were sort of, yeah, that, yeah, that's not happening. And my recollection is that they said I could have it if I dropped some weight so that it wouldn't be so tight. Their recollection was that I said that. So I don't know who said it, but that's my first sort of recollection of weight being an issue. And up until that point, I was an active kid. My father taught tennis, so we played tennis. Very athletic. I have an athletic build regardless of what's packed on top of it. I have an athletic build. If you want a sort of a visual, think Serena Williams, you know, just really thick, solid. And then I've got some extra packed on <laughs> So, and it has been that for the, I don't know, the early part of my life, I didn't think about why it was an issue. It was just constantly trying to let it go. And then it really became, I think, something that I started thinking about when at post-divorce, when I started, you know, probably reviewing some journals and notice a pattern, right? And we talk about patterns here a lot. And I noticed this pattern. There were three recurring things in my life. There were money, men, and my weight, body image. And so... As I was thinking about those three things and how they were interrelated, it finally dawned on me that it was about things that I was feeling. And it wasn't about the food so much, right? It wasn't about whether or not I was exercising. It was about what I was trying to protect. And particularly after my divorce, initially, I would say was probably in the best shape of my adult life initially, kind of coming out of that. And then it flipped. And I started doing some behaviors that were very self-destructive as it relates to men in particular. And we've talked a little bit about this in some other episodes and just doing things that were, I was trying to make myself feel better because I'd come out of a marriage where I was not my ex-husband's number one priority and focus. And I'm going to leave it at that. You can imagine what that means. And so I was trying to prove to myself that I was desirable that I was attractive and the behaviors that I was choosing to prove that actually started sending me and spiraling in a different direction. And it, it was from that point that it seems like the harder I tried to deal with what was going on, the more it was still moving in another direction. And so over time, over, you know, I, the, the weight hasn't gone away, but the way I feel about myself has definitely changed. And I see a difference in my behaviors, right? Because what changed for me was getting a vision of what I wanted for my life and a couple of things that 
made a difference have been it's the way I present to the world is not a reflection of who I am, right? That I have to deal with the things that are inside of me, but I am not my body. I am not my bank account. I'm not my, my financial net worth. I am, you know, I am not any of those things. I am an amalgamation of a lot of things, but I am not those things specifically. And addressing those has allowed me to open up and to start to see life through a different lens, I I think is the way I would put that, and is allowing me now to really dig in and address what I've done, the choices I've made, and how I'm moving forward. And so we start from where we were. And down three is better than up three. So (laughs) that is man, sister. Yeah. (laughs) I'm curious, though, before we head to Sarah, Whitney, I don't know that I introduced myself. This is Kathleen, for those who (laughs) haven't recognized my voice by now. But I'm curious, you say you're not your bank account, you're not your body, you're not your net worth. What are you? What do you see yourself today? I am, the way I see myself really now is I'm a spiritual being. You know, and having, what is it that they're saying? I'm a spiritual being living a human experience. And so regardless of the body that I am working with, there might have been a time where I would have phrased that would have been trapped in, right? But the body that I am navigating this experience in, the bank account that I am you know, working with those things, you know, I just, they're separate. Yes, they are part of this experience, but they are not the essence of who I am. And so the essence of who I am is love. And that really is a pretty recent realization. The reason that I'm here, what I am doing how I am doing it, how I am manifesting why I'm here and how that translates, how that is effectuated right in the world. And I've been thinking about that a lot. I think I shared with you guys that I started doing artists. I started reading the artist's way and I'm doing morning pages started that February 1st. And it really is, opening up my thought process about a lot of things. And I've seen things a little differently. And through this process is going to be some transformation of things. And and Kathleen, as a healer, you know this, that, that, you know, we think we have dealt with something and then something comes up and we realize like, where did that come from? And so in this process of these morning pages, Things are coming up that I was like, oh, I I thought I dealt with that. Well, there's some things that I know I haven't dealt with, right? The the weight has persisted, but I continue to work through it. I haven't ever given up and said, you know, 
this isn't working. And so I, I'm just, you know, giving up on the weight, the money, the men. I have a husband, but that still requires time, attention, and effort. I don't have the problems with men that I used to have, but, you know, I've got a man that, and that comes with a whole different set of things. I won't call them problems, but just things. (laughs) It sounds like you're coming from life, seeing yourself as love versus judging the shape of your body, which I just love to like, or that's what I hear you saying, you know, the body I'm navigating this body in or the this you know, world this in life in, yeah, is not the whole of me is what I right. really should Right. Like, no, and that is a, a reality for me. I think there was a period of time where consciously or unconsciously, I was wrapped up in the physical as a as knowing that that is what men right that's what men see first regardless of how much they claim they love your personality and blah 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 what they see first is the physical we know that about them right they're visual beings and so I spent a lot of time and attention on them Then there was the period where, honestly, I'm going to say this, and it was, if all they care about is my body, right? And some did, some, that wasn't the sole focus, even though it was the first focus, then I am not, I'm not sharing that. Right. And so you talked about protection that became it became a layer of protection. If all men are interested in me for is my body, then they're not getting my body. And as I withdrew my body from, let's say, the marketplace, the way to protect against that was to pack on the pounds. And then at some point I had, you know, some dude who was like, he liked big girls, right? So I was like, oh, so there's permission. Now I have permission <laughs> to do this. And, but again, that was about them. It wasn't ever about the way I was feeling or what I wanted. It was about being attractive for some population. And that's not the way that I want to navigate. And I will say this, that in the early parts of my relationship with Michael and and our marriage, I think holding on to the weight, he loves me in spite of, right? He sees me the way he sees me. He loves me regardless. And I think some of holding on to it through the early parts of our relationship and marriage still is a protection against having people be attracted. I'm a married woman now. You don't, the world doesn't need to be attracted to me, right? And so that there's a layer of that that I am unpacking. So, and the writing has been really helpful in digging into this stuff, so... My goodness, that is just so inspiring, Whitney. And I want to acknowledge how 
truly vulnerable and honest that you're being with our audience. And thank you for that because we don't learn or grow or identify without someone speaking up and, and sharing from the depths of their soul. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. I have a, a different experience and I think it goes back as far as even just being a little girl. I've always been on the round cheeks, round bottom, round legs. <laughs> Regardless, you know, I was a chubby baby. And so while I'm petite in some regards, I'm five four, so I'm not I'm not a, a a statuesque woman. <laughs> I also have always felt round. And my mom, who is very petite and a very, even her bone structure is different from mine. So we were not physically the same. She did a lot of work on trying to make me feel okay about being different. And I want to give her that credit. And she was She's always been very aware of her body and taught me to be okay with my body. But it was in my 20s where I had a really bad fall at a workplace and I ended up spraining my lower lumbar. And so I literally couldn't walk. I was single. I was living in an apartment on my own and I was the only person providing any sort of financial support for myself. And I, all I could do was lay down at that time and walk like a duck. So if I had to walk even to the bathroom, my legs were really far apart and I was, you know, just barely stepping. And that went on for about six weeks and about week two and a half, three, I was seeing a chiropractor and orthopedic chiropractor. And I said, listen, I, I got to make money. I got to get back to work. I, I need help. And so he started injecting steroids on a weekly basis. And I was getting two injections a week. And that was to give my body this lift up of strength so that I could build back the muscles and heal the sprain. But it wasn't too far after that, that I packed on pounds. And that effect I probably packed on at least 20 pounds in a very short period of time without changing my diet. Now I was less active, right? Because we, I was injured and I was working through that. I was able to get back to work sooner. And that, you know, was the goal in the moment because I had to pay my bills, period. I had to pay my bills and I needed a place to live. And that was a, a way for me to do that. But having experienced such a quick change, such an immediate change. And then being able to see people react to me. I was very sensitive to that. I was very sensitive and aware of people reacting. And I remember being rejected by a guy. I kind of liked him. I was certainly curious about him. And then he was like, oh no, look at her. She's put on the pounds. Forget about that. And that was the story that came back to me. And I knew in my heart, I would lose the weight. Although I will say steroid weight was the hardest weight I've ever had to lose because it was, it felt very dense and heavy and I didn't want to go away easily. So I did what I needed to do, but I remember before that, and I think I shared this with you, Whitney, I showed, I showed you ladies a picture of me in a bikini contest before that. And I remember being in the back room dressing and looking at myself and making a comparison of myself to these other 12 women, women I was on stage with of body type. And I felt fat. 
That's the word. I felt fat. And if I could even just go back to that body weight, I'd be happy today, right? If I could just get my abs to trim down like they were then, but in that, so sometimes the weight is in our head. I I mentioned that to say, prior to actually really gaining the weight, I felt a certain way. And that experience was in my head. I had a vision I was seeing in the mirror that was different than I believe what other people were seeing. So sometimes the weight is not even physical for us, but emotional and mental. And, you know, we're conditioned for various reasons, even with a good upbringing of a mom who always told me I was okay and beautiful and to embrace my body. I still had that little bit of trouble. And then add to that the steroid, the 20 pounds, the rejection or being treated differently by girls even. And fast forward, I did lose the weight and it was a great experience because I'd never worked out. I'd never really dieted to that point. And so exploring and discovering how my body was going to function gaining or losing weight was was definitely a great experience and I'm grateful for it. Fast forward to, you know, sometime in my late 30s, a series of things began to happen in my health. And one of them was a workout band accident, which caused severe, I cut my eyes severely, a deep concussion, and it took me a while to recover from. Right after that, almost just after getting healed up and starting to remember things and getting my brain back, I broke a leg and I couldn't, it was non-weight. I didn't just break my leg. I tore the muscle off of the bone and that created a bone bruise, which then I was no weight bearing for 90 days. And so, you know, I, I did change my physical habit as hard as it was to be on crutches. And it's a lot of energy. I was also sitting around more and doing less. And then fast forward on that, I started having some issues with holding weight. I couldn't get rid of it. I was doing boot camps, high intensity workouts. I was dieting. I was juicing. I was detoxing. I was cleansing. I was anything that the weight loss industry told me to try, I felt like I was trying it. And I mean, I remember stopping, I thought, okay, maybe it's the drinking. So I stopped drinking for 90 days and would lose two pounds. Eventually my health got the better of me and I started. And at that time I was seeking information from my doctors. How are my hormone levels? How are my thyroid levels? How are my vitamin levels? And everything was coming back normal, everything, except I wasn't normal. And I wasn't feeling like myself anymore. And I was starting to come back from working out at the gym, or I'm sorry, at actually Orange Theory. It's a high intensity workout. And then my numbers were great. I was doing really well in class and I would have to come home and sleep. I was so physically exhausted from working out that I needed sleep when I got home. And it wasn't because my muscles were growing and I was losing weight and I needed to, you know, and that that whole process was I needed sleep to make that happen. What I ended up discovering was, long story short, my immune had depleted my adrenal glands. 
And I don't think this is talked about enough, and it's why I'm bringing it up today, because if you are hitting some dead ends and every test is coming back normal and you're checking all the boxes and things still aren't happening for you, keep looking, keep seeking, and keep discovering. When they mentioned that my adrenal glands were overstressed because it couldn't, my immune was taxing them so much that it couldn't even keep my immune going in the right direction, much less my energy level. So I really began to change even from an energy level perspective. And I remember the doctor telling me, Sarah, you could do everything right. You could be perfect at all of these weight loss expert things. You are not going to lose any weight until your adrenals heal. And that's when I started a journey five years ago. And really looking at figuring out how to heal my body. And I haven't been able to work out. I'm actually told by the doctors, do not. Your adrenals can't handle it and support you yet. I can walk and I can do yoga. Those things are great. And that's what I stick to these days. I desire to do rowing again. I desire to do high intensity things again. I'm excited about getting back to that place in my life, but I'm not quite there yet. I'm I'm just peeking around the corner on that. And I'm really excited to get to that point. But one of the things that Kathleen mentioned earlier that I think she and I unpacked this weekend a little bit too, was what was holding on to me spiritually through that entire journey. And it was very deep. And it was very involved my parents and it involved things that happened a very long time ago in my life that had embedded some messages and some deep subconscious experiences attached to my health. And so while we may just think it's health or while we may just think it's weight or while we may just think it's I don't feel well, you know, whatever it is, I think it's important to include your spiritual experience and dig deep on understanding what could be the real truth of tying you up and what's keeping you on that journey or that path of holding the weight, right? Holding, holding on to the weight. And so I'm expecting and ready to experience now that I've identified this deep, I don't even know what to call it, but this deep embedded message that I'm letting go of that I can move forward and, and be done with all of this. So while I've had a little bit of a different physical journey and I am last year was the highest weight I had been in my life. I'm down a little bit now from that, but last year was literally the highest I'd ever been in my life and neither here nor there. That was my highest. And that's, and I was uncomfortable with it, but I also had to honor my body and quite honestly, my weight couldn't be my focus the last five years. What's been my focus is my health. And so the last, in this period of time, I've actually had to let go of caring about my weight. I've had to let go of obsessing about how to lose it. I've had to let go of obsessing about a diet that was going to fix me. I focused on the health only. And I'll be honest, I've been judged by that. 
I felt judged because I wasn't embracing fitness or diet or other things to heal my health. I've got a couple people that's their industry and they just, yeah, Sarah. Okay. And in that judgment, I felt like they were just judging me that I was being lazy or making excuses. And so, you know, it's interesting you say that Sarah, because, uh, you know, ultimately, and I get it for a fitness person and not a friend of yours, but it seems a little harsh, but I, I guess I get it from the fitness industry generically, right? Because that's how they're making their money. But ultimately, and I think the point of this episode is that when we focus on the root cause of whatever emotional, physical, spiritual, if we focus on that and we heal that, that the weight takes care of itself, right? Ultimately, it will, and I truly believe that even throughout an extended sort of journey, I'll I'll just call it a journey. I was going to use a different word, but even through an extended journey and this, and I know that I have felt similar to you. You showed us the picture, you know, of the bikini contest. And I remember thinking you look really good. And ultimately it doesn't matter what I think, right? It matters what you think and, and more important, what you're feeling, And so having to, you know, taking the time to address what we are feeling and thinking about ourselves and the reasons for that, not again for the physical stuff. So I have gotten to a place where I am not focused on the physical aspect anymore. It's the underlying, it's the root cause of why it's manifesting in that physical But I have, you know, felt the same way. I can look at pictures and think, wow, what I wouldn't give to look like that. But when I think about it and where I was emotionally at the time of those pictures, it's the reason why I am where I am right now. Right. So even as I unpeel the the onion, the artichoke, or whatever banana, whatever, you know, analogy we want to use as I'm unpeeling that and going back to different points in time, it was like, you still weren't, you you still weren't in a good, healthy place emotionally, right? Because you were doing these other behaviors. You were making these choices that didn't serve you in any way, didn't serve me in any way. And became the reason for, you know, the piling things on. And so there were specific things that would happen in my life that would contribute, that I could say outwardly contributed. I worked at the spaghetti factory. I ate a lot of pasta and French bread at mm. the time when I was working at the spaghetti factory, which was after my divorce, which was after a period of time when I think I was probably as an adult in the best physical health that I was in. I left out of that situation, um, very focused on looking good, feeling good. Someone had told me the best revenge is to look good and succeed. Right. So I had that in my head, but it wasn't solving the problem, right? It didn't solve the problem of feeling unwanted and unloved, 
which, you know, created these other set of things. So I think ultimately our point here, my point here, I won't speak for the, the two of you, but my point is that we have to get to the root cause and whether it's weight you can't get off or weight you can't keep on, health that you can't maintain, you know, whether it's, you know, adrenals or joint issues or whatever it is. And one of the books that is part of my journey is by Louise Hay. And it's, you can heal your life. Right. And then I have another, the journal that I haven't started yet, but some of the things that are in there that I've really started to address are about resentments and unletting go of the resentments that I have toward myself, my parents, my husband, you know, my siblings, people that I've met through. And as I started to journal those things and write out those resentments and let them go to forgive them, those people forgive myself. I can feel a difference And I know that ultimately it's going to result in, and I'm not going to have to bust my butt literally or figuratively to get where I'm trying to go. This is such a big topic for everyone. You know, we've already gone a little longer than we normally do. And I think it's worth just going a few minutes longer because it's so important because we we struggle in society from advertising and marketing and other people's expectations about us in our environment, how we're grown, how we're taught as a child, how to look at ourselves, how to present ourselves in the world, how we're told through the experiences that we had as a child. You know, if you're sexually assaulted as a child, if you're, if there's incest, if there's physical and emotional abuse as a child, science has shown that weight, most people who are obese, like seriously obese and have been obese most of their life is based from a real trauma as a child that they have not been able to address. So food has been their source of comfort, of safety, of fear, of going to toward fear. I had a different experience. I have many experiences. I gained 45 pounds after my son transitioned. 45 pounds, not because I cared about what other people thought, but because my heart was completely broken. Like I didn't know how to take care of myself immediately after that. So 45 pounds later, I was truly the heaviest I've ever been, even more so than when I was pregnant for my first child. You know, that was intense for me, or I was about the same weight gain. But I have a different experience. You know, when I was married to my children's dad, I was extremely thin. You know, I had two young children under the age of four. We owned one, two, three businesses. We had apartments. I was working. I was taking care of my children. I was running for office. Uh, And I had all of these things going and I was an emotional, as I look back now, I didn't see it then, but I was full of anxiety and I was constantly going. And so I was thin. And when I did leave my husband at the time, 
I gained enough weight that someone during my second election suggested that I use the money that my husband gave me for my divorce to get a breast implant, <laughs> and which was ludicrous. If I could have seen me naked, they'd have known that wasn't the case. <laughs> but my point is there's judgment all around us. And the key is that we, what can affect our weight, whether we're thin or overweight is the environment that we know, the environment we're in today, the environment we grew up in, and ultimately how we're judging ourselves and how we're seeing our body, how we're judging our own body and what is there and what we're hiding underneath all of that. And so a few things that I would love to leave the listener with would be to Really stop before you put something in your mouth or before you go to do something. Really stop, get connected with your heart and decide whether your heart wants that or you're trying to protect yourself. And, you know, through some of the healing techniques that I use, you know, Sarah mentioned it earlier of that, that there's a way of getting to the root cause of why your body speaking to you, whether it's physical or emotional or weight, you know, there's physical ailments or weight, you know, there's, there's reasons. Whitney, you mentioned Louise Hay. It's like my Bible. It's what she says is my Bible. And I actually pulled the book out to read, you know, overweight, fear, need for protection, running away from feelings, insecurity, self-rejection, seeking fulfillment, You know, like those are all key words in every article I've ever read, every book I've ever read. So the key is really to see yourself with love. Whitney mentioned it, you know, come from love, not from judgment. Sarah, you brought it up. It's how you see yourself. It's not about what other people see. Both of you have mentioned that. And, you know, if you have one last thing to leave the audience, we are, we did go over. And I think it's worth it. Like I'm not, I think it's the, a, a really good segment for us to be able to do that. But do you have anything else you'd like to share with the listener? Apparently not. I would, no, I would just say, I agree with you on going over time and loving yourself that ultimately you have to be willing to do a little introspective right? Get curious about what it is and not focus on the physical, but focus on the whole you, the spiritual, emotional, and then let that take care of the the physical. So you're a whole person and we have to be willing to address the whole person. Yeah. I am in total agreement with you, Whitney and Kathleen, And I actually really think this episode's special because nobody even dropped one hint of a diet tip or trick, you know, and this was definitely a deeper and much needed conversation in our our world today. Be kind to yourself. Mm. Be aware of where you are physically, but also where you are emotionally. And be curious if you are struggling and it's not working and you're just stuck, continue to remain curious and find and dig for the reasons that might be deep and causing, you know, maybe that you just hold on to the weight. And that means, you know, by possibly going to the doctor, but also 
going in spiritually. You know, one of the blessings of me dealing with this chronic illness over the last couple of years has been that I have had to slow down, that I've had to get quiet. It's been very dark at times. It's been very dark times for me. But in all of that, I was able to meditate and spiritually reflect and grow. And I use that time to dig deeper to, in, within myself. And I credit that to the ultimate healing gift that I've been given in this journey. So just be kind to yourself. Yeah. And lastly, I, you know, Sarah, you just said, I'd like to segue from there is just, you can do it on your own and know that you don't have to do it on your own. There are many people out there that are not the Western medicine. They're energetic healers. There are people who can assist you in going inwardly to find those emotions that are stuck there. An old program you don't even realize you're operating from. Sarah mentioned that earlier of how quickly she was able to get to that this weekend. And that's going to shift how she sees life from this point forward. Thank you. That was a gift that you gave me. Of course. And so in another way for you to do just on your own is as you look at yourself in the mirror and you start to judge yourself, just find that feeling in your body. And then the first thing that pops up for the first time that you ever felt that feeling There will be either a vision, an age, you know, a number, something will come up and reflect on that, on how that program, that program alone has shaped your life and how you have been operating from that program and how you can shift it because awareness is the first step for you. So I hope that you have found, we hope that you have found this episode to be worthy to know that you are worthy of love, of loving yourself, that you are a spiritual being in a human body, that your body is part of your your beingness here, but it is not the only part of you. It is your emotional health that will help you through this world. And we are all shapes, colors, kinds, you know, beings, we are all different in every single way. And yet we're all one. So know that you are loved. Mm. I hope that you have a wonderful week and please share your experiences, your stories with us, either on our Facebook group and beyond your best plan or on the podcast and share this podcast because there's many people in this world that needs us. We look forward to joining you at our next episode. Take care. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.